Hello and welcome to episode number 88 of the Perth to Paisley podcast, a podcast previewing mainly the upcoming Scottish Cup final this weekend between Heart of Midlothian and Rangers. As ever, I'm Daniel and I'm joined by Adam. Adam, how you doing? I'm alright, mate. I'm okay. <laughs> my head's up my arse a wee bit. I'm a little bit nervous, but... You know what? That's just that's just what it's like on uh, on Cup Final Week, as we've been accustomed to recently. What's this? Our third final in four years. Um, I beg that it's a case of third time lucky. But other than that, I'm uh, yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm very much the same. Uh, my hair's a state for people watching YouTube. I'm waiting to get a haircut after this because we are recording this in the morning of the nineteenth of May, which in and of itself. A very historic day to do with hearts and cup finals. Happy anniversary, everybody. Yep, happy anniversary. So this will be going up tonight because, as we said last week, we wanted to record after Rangers' appearance in the Europa League final because, listen, we don't know if it will affect Saturday, but we didn't want to be speaking about everything and then something big happened in the game and it completely knackered everything so one of the best ideas i've ever had can i just say it yeah. uh, amongst very few um, yeah but it's, it's definitely one of the outstanding ones it's one of like three but i'm delighted for you that you managed to have it on <laughs> thanks mate so before that we will speak on the fact that since we last were here we have had two games and they were not the best if you're looking at results, which is how football works. We travelled. Yeah, well, what a laugh the end of the season is for being a Hearts fan and the split is like you just kind of go, all right, that's it. We're finished now. Can, no can I just, like, what, what's gone wrong fundamentally with our football club that we cannot perform in the final five games of any season? Because I think we've got the most, or the third most top six finishes yeah of everyone obviously the top two are going to finish there every season you would you would expect and then it's us and yet our record in said split is trash yeah absolutely terrible but why not great because i don't know is it just like is it a case of like this season this season is a bit of an anomaly because third was secured we couldn't move up we couldn't move down that's fine I'm more talking previous seasons. Why is our minds on the beach before you know the final Maybe. five games, or what? What's the script there? I don't know. Yeah, because like under Nielsen, both times it, it's kind of been irrelevant our sl- split performance because both times we couldn't move up or down. Like we knew we had third guaranteed both times. So under Nielsen, it's kind of like, oh well, who really cares? It's fine, doesn't it matter. But yeah, under everybody else, it's like no, we still had stuff to do. But it's still that same mindset. Like, like this was the thing, because the last time we won the Scottish, obviously, 2012, our last game before that final, we got battered 5-0 at Celtic Park under Sergio, and he'd specifically said we were going to use that as, like, a practice for the final. I remember Ryan McGowan talking about it. Yep. Like, I don't, I don't get it. It's yeah. just some long-term issue that we haven't been able to... It goes back to the striker thing. If we had a striker that could score 20 a season, maybe they would single-handedly drag us out of these rotten split performances and results. But that's just not been the case. Yeah, so we travelled to Motherwell, where we got beat 2-1. In what I actually thought, especially the first half, was that I really enjoyed that game. Like, 
especially the first half was so good because I love these games in the spot in fairness where there's nothing to play for because I can just appreciate the game so like when Motherwell were playing so well tense. I was like this yeah. is good like I just want to see a good game um, so yeah yeah, a 2-1 loss there Rage However, and I called that right can I just say oh yeah of course aye I said 1-0 so um, I thought you were I thought you were going to be spot on, but we saw the positive. Obvious. The positive of that was that Smith, Devlin, and stuff like that managed to get on and managed to get minutes into their legs, which could prove very Gino crucial. scored, so hooray. oh yeah, Gino scored a really good goal yeah, actually. Good goal. But, but then he was that, back to his usual. Yeah, that like that was that was about it on the positive front, wasn't it? Yeah, Returning basically. players and our goal, <laughs> not a lot else to shout about. Yeah, I liked how Nielsen after it just went, I'm no bothered. I just wanted minutes into the legs. Fair play, Robbie. Absolutely just, just, fair He's play, just yeah. chucked these five games in. He's all in yeah. the final. 100%. Yeah, and I, I don't blame him. Not at all. And then last weekend, the final game of the domestic league season as Rangers travelled to Tencastle and it was, again, like probably one of the weirdest games I've ever been to this in terms of atmosphere where it was like I've never cared less about a Hearts Rangers game in my life that was my main sentiment sitting there even celebrating the goal we obviously got beat 3-1 but Haring scored to open scoring normally when you score against Rangers it's like a proper mental celebration because you're beating Rangers but it was just kind of like we'd scored against Ross County it was just like I'd stand up like yeah swelling and then like right okay It, it very much reminded me of a game I think it was under Craig Levine and I think we also lost again 3-1 to Rangers. You know when Stephen McLean scored? And he yeah. did that kind of get it up you to the crowd? Yeah. It had very much that same feel where it's like, this is a bit naff, pointless, meaningless, shite. But, like, the lack of intensity, I think, was the standout thing for me. Because Robbie ultimately named a strong 11 in the Rangers game, which... Look, he received a lot of criticism online, and I get that. But I don't know. I don't know if it's my annoyance is the lack of intensity within. Like, surely you'd play the first eleven and be a lack of intensity, or kids and full intensity. We got the latter. If we got the former, but I'd have probably been. I'd probably have preferred the latter. Yeah, the, definitely. Like, as soon as Liam Boyce went down. I was incredibly nervous because I was thinking, why have you done this? Like, literally everybody would would have harped on and said, Liam Boyce has looked jaded in recent weeks. He in particular, I mean, you could name, you know, a plethora of Hearts players that do, but he in particular has looked jaded, knackered, could do with the rest. And then he goes and does that. And you're just thinking to yourself, if he's out for the final, that is unforgivable as far as yeah. I'm concerned, because we need him to win that. 100%. Uh, as soon as the... As you can tell, we're not really analysing the games because no one cares. Like, they're completely irrelevant games. And no notes. Weekend, All off the cuff. Yeah. Absolute it's, nonsense. It's really important what happens this weekend. But to touch on them slightly, um, for me, as soon as the second half started, you could tell that was 11 guys who were like, I am not getting hurt for this final. I even think as soon as the game kicked off. To yeah, Definitely. Game, yeah, like there, there wasn't any real point. Even when we scored, it was quite a nice surprise. I don't think anybody no foresaw yeah. that coming, and I don't think like I'm always one for Hearts getting off to a quick start. But again, wouldn't have wanted that given given the eleven that he opted to select to for the game. So 
bizarre selection and again I, I got into kind of conversations with people online it's then when you realize and you're like well I, I can forgive that performance and result so long as they put it right on saturday and this this is the big thing because of that same 11 play to their best which i have absolutely no doubt that everybody will give it everything then we do stand a chance on saturday we have to go into it believing that we've got a chance um yeah definitely and it's, i just could be interesting I, it's going to be very interesting and i just hope that we give it absolutely everything and that and that the players on the park don't leave it with any regrets that's that's the biggest thing for me definitely and the final thing before we go into this preview is obviously it was the last game of the season so hearts did a lap of honor as we always do uh, the players go in and then they come back out with their families and stuff like that i'll be honest i was quite disappointed with how many people left before the lap of honor it's not really surprising though is it it's it, not, but that still doesn't, in my opinion, it still doesn't excuse it. Hearts should have maybe, I was going to say Hearts maybe should have moved that after the Derby win, but then, then we've got other games yeah, to play. Yeah, that and makes then, no sense. And then we've got absolute pelters online for it as well, like, oh, look at this mob celebrating one Derby win in however long, yeah. and they're parading the kids and whatever, it's just like, no, nah, we don't need that. It makes sense. Ahead of the semi-final as well. But yeah. that was ultimately the biggest game at Tynecastle this season in terms of the feeling, the, euf- the general sort of euphoria that you got regarding it. A 3-1 defeat to Rangers kids certainly is not. Yeah, uh, but, but it's still what loss. we do. Yeah. Like, they they're damned if they the do fact. and they're damned if they don't. Yeah. It was a lose-lose. Totally. And also, that's not how it works. You don't just go, oh, well, <laughs> the game was bad, so therefore... That's what they, they lap of honor. Yeah, they weren't doing a lap of honour for that game. They weren't like, this has been outstanding. The 3 1 loss is exactly what we hope. It was a lap of honour for what has been. Did, did they just score three goals? <laughs> Peter Haring's strike was a great goal. Yeah, exactly. It, it was a lap of honour as we do oh, anyway. Yeah. We've done them the last couple of years when we had fucking Levine and we were finishing sixth and <laughs> shit like that. Like, it's not. It's a traditional thing that we just do because it's like it's a thank you from the players for like to the fans for being in the whole season. And then put on top of that, this is one of the best seasons in our lifetime and folk were like, Well, it finished with a three one loss in a game that means absolutely nothing, therefore I'm not gonna stay. Hearts are just some laugh, man. Honestly, like if you just see you just see folk that just are so angry at everything. It's unbelievable. Hearts fans are just a raging bunch. It's insane. Things are going well and we still find stuff, myself included, to moan about because that's what I do. But, like, some of it is just genuine rage. And I don't know what it's at. Have Hearts rejected some of these as youngsters and they're looking at some of these numpties and thinking, I could probably do a better job? Or what is it? Why are we all so angry? I just... I saw Craig Fowler saying it as well where he was like, he hoped that we'd had won against Rangers in the league for one because it could be quite beneficial to the squad to get confidence two it means that we get the rhythm but three and he was like and most importantly folk can stop moaning about meaningless games that mean absolutely nothing it does make you wonder what would have happened had we pulled something out the bag on that Saturday and everybody would be like oh my god we've just beat Rangers let's repeat the feat at Hamden it's like yeah it's too intact like look at their first look at the 11 that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst selected for that really come on 
But, at the same time, I disagree with the narrative of, like, oh, it was, like, playing the under-10s. That game, they started with a midfield of Scott Arfield, Aaron Ramsey, and Stephen Davis. The, yeah. the squad was worth, like, 50 million that played. I, <laughs> like, if that's their B team, what the fuck? I, I was thinking that even when I was looking at, obviously, them in the Europa last night. I was looking at yeah. that first 11 and thinking, there's still players on the bench that could come off and make an impact. The likes of, as you say, Stephen Davis, your Scott Arfields, your Kemar Roofs, yeah. You know, Alfredo Morelos has also been teasing the fans recently with kind of body work in the gym on, I think it's his, his Instagram story or something like that. And you know that he absolutely loves a goal against us. So this is terrifying. Um, but, again, like, when it's, a, when it's a one-off game, there's a 50-50 chance. That, yeah. Like, we, we have got a chance to cap off what would be a good season, a great season, into a fantastic season, and one that I would have deemed unthinkable come July, August. So, let's just go and do it. So, we will never get any preview because fuck everyone else. <laughs> this Saturday, Hearts play Rangers in the Scottish Cup final at Hamden, three o'clock kickoff. Now, before that, Rangers last night played in a European final, which in and of itself is a mental sentence to say. Uh, they the fact that Hearts Fixtures Sandwich said European final as well yeah. is an absolute madness. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They played Eintracht Frankfurt in the Europa League final in Seville. And, right, I don't like to give them credit often in this, in this show. Uh-huh. But my dad, before the game, when I asked, what would you like to happen? He said, I would like Rangers to take a goal lead, be pegged back, go to extra time, and lose on penalties by one goal. Oh my goodness gracious <laughs> me. Did he have money on that? No, he didn't, and he's raging. He's absolutely <laughs> furious. So. This was the big debate that I had as well. I was like, do we want them to win it and just not give a damn about the Scottish? But equally, they could be you know, full of confidence having just lifted a European trophy for crying out loud. Or do we want them demoralised in the most like unma- unimaginable way possible? Where, again, like Graham's scenario there, is that perfect? And again, like I think the only one constant that we all wanted was for them to be taken to extra time. Yeah. Which again is mental because if my memory serves me. Prior to their Scottish Cup semi final against Celtic, they were taken to extra time by Braga. Um, yeah. And we all know how that turned out. So, the one they played in thirty-five degree heat. No, there, that, well, that is true. That is true. Unless Govan had, you know, a I was going to say, yeah. Govan had a nuclear wasteland. Something happened to it. Um, but oh, this, oh, oh, this is horrible. Basically, what we can all agree on is every single Hearts fan, as you said, wanted it to go to extra time. Yes, and it did. And they well, we didn't know what it. else we wanted. Yeah, it was. I was very much. If it goes to extra time, they can do whatever they want. Then it got to extra time, and I was like, I really want them to lose. Like that was. I as soon as it got to extra time, I was like, Oh, I want them to get beat. That extra time period as well was dreadful. It was like the first it was a, half. It was a the terrible only, game. The only decent section of the game was the second half, and not just because the goals were scored, but because it actually looked like both teams were going to impose themselves upon Something. one another. Yeah, yeah. Other right. than that, it was cagey. If we yeah. if we ever repeat, I I can't deal with caginess. 
I really nah, can't. No. It's, it's, that would be grim. I've seen some uh, Hearts fans go, we should aim for penalties because they're rubbish. It's like, no, I cannot Abs- take penalties not. again. Not another no penalty shoot out of heartbreak. No, no after last time. So, yeah, that would be the best way to win it, but it's not know, worth the risk. Still, it's, it's not, not worth the risk, worth the risk no, at all. No chance. Obviously, we don't know how much, if any, that game will play into it. However... It certainly doesn't help Rangers. It's the best case scenario for us that they got taken to extra time and pens. Regardless of if they won or lost, they would have wanted to win that inside 90 minutes. Yeah, 100%. So, there's two main talking points for me from the Europa League final that will impact the Scottish Cup final, and it's in terms of two players for Rangers. One of them is the obvious one, and one of them I don't think is as obvious as the other. I'll start with the obvious one first. Calvin Bassey. Very fucking good. terrifies me. Yeah, very good. Um, that's, yeah, that's worrying. How, who won Young Player of the Year in Scotland? I don't know, but he won Rangers Young Player of the Year. I, he should have won the Scottish Young Player of the Year as well. Was it Jota? No. Abada? Oh, maybe Abada. I think it was Abada, yeah. But that's terrible. Should have done my research before making this point. But he's been he's been one of Rangers' best players all season. Like every it's time really I watch scary. him, whether it's at left back, it's centre half, he's an animal, and he just keeps on going. He's like the Duracell bunny man. He just did. He doesn't stop. look tired. No, yeah, that won't have faced him last night. Nah. I, he and looks so scary. composed. Like what is he? Twenty twenty one or something like that. He's twenty two. Just turned twenty two. Bloody hell! Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely terrifying, and it scares me because obviously, one of the biggest advantages we've had recently is the fact that Sims can hold his weight really well and be a great battle. use it. But I don't think you'll be able to use it properly against Bassett. I think if obviously we saw that Barisic went off last night, but it was more just it seemed to be fatigue, so he's probably okay to play. I think if Sims looks at them and goes, right, I'm going to focus on Barisic because I think he'd win that battle all the time. But as a result, I don't know if Van Bronckhorst might move Bassi, as you say, into the middle where he has played before he kind of try and combat that. But at the same time, Goldson could potentially stand up to Sims. I don't know. I'd fancy Ella Sims to get the better corner of Goldson. So, so would I. So if maybe he would move Bassi. I'm not sure. But Bassi was the obvious one, as I said. I feel that the game, as you were saying, the second half was kind of the best period of the game because both sides were starting to try and own, do really. something. Yeah. yeah, The first half was a lot of Frankfurt getting a lot of chances, but it, they didn't have a lot of the ball. Rangers didn't really do a lot. However, I felt that Rangers really tailed off in the second half, mainly because, and I feel like this has been a theme for them generally, they brought off Ryan Jack. And as soon as they brought off Ryan Jack, I felt they just completely lost the midfield. Stephen Davis, obviously, in general, did well in terms of his positioning, his passing. He had that chance right at the very end after Kent's miss, where he kind of hit it over the bar. But I felt that when Jack was on, they kind of had a bit better in the midfield. He was not quite man-marking so, but he was sitting on so's toes and kind of... Marshall and him and as soon as he got brought off I felt that it allowed Frankfurt to kind of dominate the game a wee bit more I would be shocked if Ryan Jack doesn't start top but, player Ryan Jack 
Yeah, he is. And I kind of feel like he's weirdly underappreciated sometimes. Like, I, I know the comparison is obviously always going to be him versus McGregor. And McGregor is a better player, in my opinion. But I don't think there's as big a gap as some people act there is. I think they're two different footballers. I think They are. They're very different. Callum McGregor is a tidy footballer. But yeah. in terms of somebody that does their job, might be somewhat limited Ryan Jack. But there's absolutely no doubt what he gives you. And that's that little bit of tenacity, that little bit of aggression. I think he's probably overlooked just because of the amount of midfielders that Rangers have at their that's disposal. Fair. Yeah. Because again, we've highlighted the fact that, you know, last night they had Darfield Davis, Aaron Ramsey to bring off the bench. Um, so, yeah. Um, My point there, uh, sorry, was that the, I that, think. That trio, sorry, that didn't even start. If they yeah. were to be the, the trio that started on Saturday, I'd still be fearing. Yeah, definitely. And but, the point that I was going to make oh. was Van Bronckhorst seems very eager that when it isn't properly working, when they're not a couple of goals ahead he likes to take Jack off for Ramsey Davis Arfield someone else to try and mix it up which I don't get I don't get either and I think it will benefit us if we somehow get to somehow say it's the 60th minute and it's still nil-nil, or it's one all, and we're still really in with a shout and he takes I think off. he'll bring him off and I think that will only benefit us it's as though he's going to gamble but Ryan Jack is the one that gives the protection in front of the back four yeah yeah, and I know exactly what you mean. Again, like he'd be the perfect player to bring off the bench at one nil up, but why? Yeah. Why when leading you'd bring a Scott Arfield or an Aaron Ramsey in particular off the bench? I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Uh, last night was was weird with Van Bronckhorst. Like, I know he's a great manager, but it, it told me that Aaron Ramsey can't possibly be fully fit because what's been apparent is the fact that he doesn't really fancy Stephen Davis domestically. Yeah. Yet. He turned to Davis first and foremost to bring him off the bench rather than wait until the 117th minute to bring Aaron Ramsey off the bench. Yeah. Which I thought was And that was clearly... He clearly only brought Ramsey on to take a... Ironically, to take a penalty. I I knew he was missing, can I just say that? Yeah. You just... You knew it. Just the way that it's gone. Well, I saw people say it was the exact same situation as Rashford, Sancho and Saka. He didn't touch the ball before... He had to take his penalty. I mean, just just everything, like the fact that he was built up to be, you know, this marquee signing. Yeah. Some were saying the biggest since Gascoigne. You know, like all this palaver built up about Aaron Ramsey. It it goes one of two ways. He's either yeah. a, a sensational hit, or we've seen, you know, just quite how he's flopped in Scotland. I say this before he bags the winner on Saturday. He's definitely going to yeah. get the winner. Without, I know he without is. Without a doubt. I've put that cushion out there on Twitter already. So, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm prepared, fully prepared for the worst. Um, so hopefully Hearts can surprise us with the best. Definitely. And we are a Hearts podcast. So let's focus on Hearts. The main talking point probably going into this game is fitness with so many of our players lack of (laughs) yeah lack of is probably a better term so off the top of my head I can think of the people who are either nearly fully fit or in the conversation to be are they at full fitness is John Souter Craig Halkett Michael Smith Cammy Devlin Andy Halliday potentially Stephen Kingsley and Liam Boyce yikes so that's at least six or seven however you look at it starters all potentially not at full fitness. Uh, now we know that I there was a bounce this game. Isn't a Levine lineup. Yeah, no, and I'm, it's I'm just slightly sprung, worried. A, just sprung a surprise or two. Oh god. 
Carry on Tuesday, on Tuesday, a bounce game happened between the first team and the under-18s. And apparently, everybody got through it unscathed. Halkett and Suter managed to get proper game time. Devlin Smith did as well, which is great to hear. Halkett, in his press conference, said that there is still some pain there, but he's as close to 100% fitness as he could be at this point. Of course he's going to say that, though. Yeah, exactly. Halliday... Halliday said he's totally fine now as he's had injections and stuff like that so he'll be okay the main one however as you alluded to earlier in the podcast is Liam Boyce now I agree that I think the anger at the Rangers and Motherwell game game, sorry, is a bit ridiculous it's quite over the top for games that mean nothing in my opinion where I had anger was the fact that we went full strength because, in my opinion, it was needless. It didn't matter if we won that game 10-0 or lost that game 10-0. It doesn't affect it. Purely, even if you want to look at the fact that the team that Rangers put out isn't the team that they're going to be playing. This is the thing, because if ever, like if we were to rest the first 11, people would moan about a lack of match sharpness, yet we're playing a bounce game in midweek. So surely yeah. then... That's where your sharpness comes back ahead of this one, no? Also, it's not like they're taking like three weeks off. It would have been no. one game a week before. Yeah. But, <sighs> as you said, in the opening minute, Liam Boyce went down. He felt a pain in his groin and thought to, mis- to, thought to himself, am I going to play through this? No, it's pointless. So he just went down. He didn't train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. As I say, and he didn't feature in the bounce game. As I say, we're recording this on the 19th, so the Thursday. He is apparently going to be doing training today. Um, Obviously, we don't know what kind of training they'll be doing tomorrow. You imagine it's more tactical stuff, these, like, kind of next couple of days. They don't really shape you thought, wouldn't it? Yeah, and Boyce was saying about set pieces. I do not think Boyce will start. I don't think Boyce will start. Do you not? I don't think he's going to be fit enough. Which I think means... I think we already go in with like a 1% chance. I think if Boyce doesn't start, then that is it. I don't think we have any chance. So you're just writing us off? Yeah, completely. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Everybody tuning in, that's them just turned off. Cheers, mate. Yep, exactly. Um, But my logic is this. I know a lot of people will go, well, Boyce hasn't been good for the last couple of months. To me, that's irrelevant because if Boyce, a lot of people go, Boyce isn't scoring. <laughs> That's what they'll say. Like, I thought he played very well against Dundee United and he played well against like other teams when he hasn't scored. But people will look to the fact he's not scoring. But for me, I said this on Twitter, he is our most important outfield player because even if he's not scoring, what he does is he's not even really been a striker for much of this season. He's been a 10. And what that has allowed is Sims to create complete space for himself to hold the ball up and he runs off him. It then also allows Barry Mackay to have this free roll because Boyce can hold it in the middle and Mackay can just run about after him and then whoever the other wide player is, is usually shite anyway, so it doesn't really affect it. (laughs) But it still gives that freedom. Without Boyce, it means that we're going to have somebody in who isn't as smart, who isn't as smart a football player, who doesn't know how to make the runs, doesn't know how to make the pass, as well as Boyce does in the 10, and I think that's going to kill us. And ultimately, who isn't that link from midfield to attack? Yep. Yeah, so what, do you think he'll change the shape? Why did I get... Like, you saying all this, why did I get the impression that he'd go a 3-5-2, play Mackay at the top, 
and have Sims and Janelli up front. Janelli, that's exact. That is what I think he's going to do, and that terrifies me. That absolutely terrifies me. That that. So, are you adamant that that's the only surprise that will spring upon us? Because you know, there's been a lot of talk about, as you alluded to earlier, defenders coming back into action. Who who would be like? Are we just going through our teams now? Because right, who, so we'll do that. Yeah. You're starting eleven in essence. Right. If everybody's fit, Ross Stewart. Would, yeah, exactly. If Can I just fit, say, sorry, he in the Motherwell game is an absolute disgrace. That is a disgrace. How can we take Livingston's third choice goalkeeper and become Hart's second choice? I'd place a, a backup goalkeeper over every other position in terms of recruitment this summer. Pathetic. Yeah. Not interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Sorry. that was that was interesting. But so it'd be the if club captain fit, Gordon in goal. <laughs> yes, if everybody's fit, I'd play a four-two-three-one. I'd play a team that hasn't featured this season once. So strap in for Brilliant. this. Brilliant, great, <laughs> great. Because why would why would we ditch the shape that's been so good to us throughout the season for the, possibly our most meaningful match in the entire campaign? Why Listen, would we do that? I'm no in Daniel charge. Daniel McIver, everybody. <laughs> right, I'm <laughs> no in charge, and there's a reason. But fuck it, this is what I'd play. Right, go on. I'd, I'd, lo- a- I'd love to hear your reasons. Go on. I'd play a back four of Kingsley, Souter, Halkett, Smith. Okay. Two of Haring and Devlin. Oh, I know what you're going to say. You're going to stick Atkinson on the right. A three <laughs> of Atkinson wide right, Mackay wide left, Boyce in the ten and Sims. But... I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Purely because I'm like, Atkinson can't... Well, he... Atkinson... Every game he's has got developing. better. He's, he's coming so along. It's so insane. He's it's coming along. Like, he's just been... Impro- Most weeks you go, that was pretty... Like, when we've had bad performances, you go, that was pretty rubbish. Atkinson was good, though. And I can't... Like, even a couple of months ago, I didn't think I'd ever be saying that. It's no, insane. I, I, I had faith. There's some that you write off and you, you're pretty confident that they'll be pish, but I was, I was adamant you'd get it right eventually. Just because of who's in the dugout. I've said it before on here. Yeah, that's fair. Um... But I still think he's much better going forward currently than he is defensively. Okay. And what my logic is, is having those two on the right, is, is it means Smith does not need to run forward. It's like, Smith, you can just stay <laughs> defensively. Don't worry. Mikey Smith chilling. Maybe as yeah. halfway as high as he gets. Exactly. And it allows Atkinson to just ping about that half and just run like he always does. We've, can I just say, speaking about the players on the right-hand side, Ryan Kent's missing extra time. I oh hope God. that haunts him for weeks, months, years. As long as it haunts him for this weekend, yeah, yeah. that's what we, we, we could we could really do with that. Because it was a shocker. Some say, but he's got to score. Yeah, he should score there. I don't think that is the team that will play. The team that I think will play is Gordon and Goals, mm-hmm. Kingsley, Suter, Halkett. Right. But Halkett in the middle of the three, sorry. Not, yeah, yeah. Su- not that. Um, Atkinson, Cochrane, uh-huh. Haring, Devlin, Mackay, Sims, Gino. No Andy Halliday in there. No, and I wouldn't start him. Interesting. That's, That's not a, like a. I think Andy Halliday shit. That's not what I mean. No, it depends I think Halliday could be think... quite good to break, come on if we're winning and break up play. Nice, okay. But, and you. Well, that's what I was going to say because the concern will be regarding Cammy Devlin's fitness. First of all, yeah. almost, won't it be? It's still Cammy Devlin though. He I just know, runs about. But then, but then, if he was fully, if he, if he was in a better shape, 
for the semi, he'd have probably played longer than the 10 minutes that he was excellent in, I yeah. think I'll just say, but you know what I mean? It's, oh, this, oh, this is horrible. I'd What's your to, team? I'd what would your team be? Right now. I, really I know, would. I know. Cause like, what would you play? You just, oh God. In terms of, it, we, we don't know. This is the big thing. Yeah. We don't, we don't yeah. know in regards to fitness, but if everybody is fully fit and ready to go, I would go Gordon and Goal, mm-hmm. Kingsley Halkett Suter again. I'm going to stick with Natiaka. Mm-hmm. A left wing back, I would probably opt for Cochrane. I get the impression that Devlin is not fully fit. So I'm right. probably going Halliday and Haring. Okay. And then I'd have Mackay supporting Sims and Janelli. Because again, concerns regarding boys. If Devlin and say, boys I'm are su- both fit. Yeah, you would put the, yes. them both in. But I don't know. I... And again, I'm petrified, can I just say, of Halkett and Suter. Because I, I know they've obviously both come back into said Rangers game, but how fully fit are they really? Is my I thing. think Suter is closer than Halkett is to full yes. fitness. Yeah. You'd, I would you'd, estimate, you'd imagine probably. so. But if yeah. Halkett's adamant. Again, we've talked about this the knock on effect. If Halkett's adamant that he can play, that's great. As soon as I see him going down. My mind's just, I'm gone. Yeah. Because then I'm worried about the knock on effect it has for us going into Europe, going into the start of next yeah. season. Definitely. I, I will know. be honest, though. This is where the trust is a big thing, sorry, between yeah. management and coaches and playing staff. Yep, definitely. It's definitely. petrifying. If the team that started at the weekend played, I'd be happy with that as well. What was it? what was the team again at the weekend? I'm going to get it up because I can't remember. And the like. Hold on. Yes. Mainly because I say that I'd be happy with it. What I mean by that is that to me says, right. We're not ready. It's because, them. Yeah, yeah, they're not ready to go. Which I would be like, well, I understand that. Like, I'm not going to be. I don't think that would be a choice from Robbie. I think he would. If he doesn't start, how can or Suter, or either both of them or neither of them, I think that'll be Robbie going, I physically can't. It's not that he's went, I don't want to. So the team that started at the weekend was Gordon and Goals, Sibic, Kingsley, Cochrane. Fucking hell. Never listen to the BBC and the way they line this up. They've got, ba- they've got Barry Mackay playing left wing back, which is not what happened. But Gordon, Sibic, Kingsley, Cochrane, Smith, Haring, Devlin, GMS, Barry Mackay, Sims, Boyce. Right. Okay. I don't really know what that formation is. I won't lie. I, I think it was apparent that neither did we. Yeah. In fairness, the last 20 minutes, we had seven defensive players on the pitch and Toby Civic was playing right wing. So that's why also I don't think we can read in much into what happened on Saturday because that's not going to be happening. This, I mean, you fucking hope not that the plan isn't just... Toby... Get up on the right wing, son. I was going to say, do you remember when Andy Halliday was used as a kind of auxiliary left winger earlier on in the season? He said this, he was like, if he if he gets used at centre forward on Saturday, it will be a season where he's played every available outfield position. Which he is like, I really want. He was like, I have a feeling I'm not going to be used as centre forward on Saturday. But he was like, I would, I would have found that pretty cool if I'd played every outfield position. Jack of all trades. 
But you'll yeah, argue exactly. master of none. Yes. I would. I would argue that. I'd say he's competent in a lot, though. I would say he's not a master of any trade, though. <laughs> but listen, I, 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 I watched Halliday's press conference. <laughs> Before watched... he scores the one on Saturday. But this is what I was going to say, right? I've, I watched all the press conferences that have come out so far. And Halliday's... I, I think Halliday is our best player to have with the media. He, he talks so well. Great I really like, like listening to him. I, I yeah. know what you mean. I really like listening to him and he was asked very bluntly about his own personal allegiances <laughs> when it comes to this Because game. this is of course of the utmost importance heading yeah, into this match. Exactly. So this was on Monday. <sighs> uh, the press conference happened and he was like, listen, I'm incredibly competitive. He was like, if tonight I went out and played football with my gran, I'd leave a foot in. He was like, <laughs> it's, it's not going to affect it at all. He's like, I've got too many runners-up medals in this competition. He's like, I might have some family members who won't speak to me, but that's fine because I'll have a Scottish Cup winner's medal in my pocket. That's all I care about. That's what we want, Andy boy. Come on! But then, completely unprompted, he then went, I do hope they win on Wednesday, though. (laughs) It's like, Andy, we know. You didn't need to say that. It's fine. Don't worry about it. What a bizarre week he's had. I know. He better not be demoralised ahead of the weekend. I'll tell you that for free. Oh, God, I didn't even think Jesus. of that. Him and Barry Mackay just devastated. They better both be pumped up, ready to go. And yeah, what's, what's John Suter thinking amongst all of this? Well, let's speak about that, actually. Because I've seen some Hearts fans say, even if Suter's fit, we shouldn't play him. Because... I've seen people say that from both a positive and a negative thing. The people who have been negative are like, fuck him, he's going to cost us, we hate him, boo. I I can understand... That's not me, before anybody... No, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, That's I'm not, not Im- no. implying that Adam's no. that. I can actually kind of understand the people who are being positive about it, in the sense that they kind of want to protect him as a person, because imagine if it's nil-nil in the 80th minute and Suter does what that Frankfurt defender did last night and accidentally slips and allows somebody in there are there would be a section of Hearts fans there would be adamant that he did that it was deliberate yeah Yeah, it's a complete like he meant that yeah it's a massive conspiracy and I would feel I genuinely would feel bad for him if that happened because he also wants to win a Scottish Cup of course he does it's the perfect departing gift for John Stewart. Yeah, exactly. I've done I've done all I can. Ultimately, you know, I've missed a barrel of the time through injury. We've been relegated and since promoted in that time. I've got the club back into Europe. We've won the Scottish Cup. I'll enjoy the parade. Thanks for everything Hearts have done for me. And thanks for letting me move on. Simple. Yeah, literally. But, I am double checking now oh. because that what you've just said has kind of like said like reminded me of something as we are saying we're recording this at 10 past 12 now this is now 10 past 12 i am slightly terrified because of the rumors that we've heard about peter harring oh dear that that this final is good farewell yeah pedro as well i'm i'm slightly worried i was just double checking because we've heard all the rumors that he is actually going to re-sign. I was just double-checking we haven't missed that announcement as we're on the air. We haven't, which kind of makes me more worried because if... Listen, I have made it very clear. 
I th- if you've listened to even one episode of this podcast, that I am a massive Peter Haring fan. I love him. He's one of my favourite Hearts players of all time. If he, if he, if we win on Saturday, he would make it into my best eleven ever. Wow. My two midfielders would be two centre-mids that start with H-A-R as their names. Try to, but, think of, try to think of another funny answer here, but I'm not going to go on. No, no. There's no one else that can fit that mode. Um, what a man. If, currently, there is no news about his contract. We've heard the rumours that apparently he's re-signed, but as we're sat here recording, there's nothing. If he is to depart by giving us a Scottish Cup, I still won't accept it as I'll be devastated, but as you say, it couldn't be a better way to end. Hold on a second, John Robertson went out with the Scottish Cup. Yeah, but John Robertson played for like fucking decades uh, at the club. But but this is my point, like, I'm I'm sure that the vast majority of older Hearts fans are just that made up with a fairy tale that yes, they're gutted to losing Robbo, but he went out in the most perfect way possible. You would have that for Big Pete. No, of course I would. No, that's what I'm saying. I would still be gutted he isn't staying, but I was like, if someone was like, pick a way for Haring to leave, it would be that. I'm I'm thinking even deeper than that. I'm going like Michael Smith. Well, this is what I wanted to focus on. Michael Smith has been... Oh my God. I I get the feeling that we're going to find... If we do win it, that the winner will be from an unlikely source. There is nobody that I would deem... To be a better, unlikely source, despite what your betting accounts say. I was about to say, yeah, Michael <laughs> Smith. If Sky that man was to score the winner, the oh my good, my top would be off. I'd be down to solely my heart's boxers, and that's yeah. not a sight that anybody wants to see. But it would be tremendous. Make it happen. Michael Smith joined us under Ian Cathro, so literally joined us at the worst possible time. That's Ian Cathro's lasting legacy. I love Ian Cathro purely for that. Shit times, but he gave us Michael Smith. Yeah, so it's worth it. <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? I'll take the Dunfermline losses and the Peter Head losses oh. and all that. Right? I'll take that for Michael Smith and I. Dundee game at Dens, my goodness. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he then stayed with us when there was rumours he wanted to go back down south because his wife was kind of missing home. Fully justified. He could have left because at that point he was kind of like he was in his prime. He was like twenty nine. Could have left a couple of years in. He then signs another extension under fucking Levine, where nothing good is happening. He's playing centre half in a semi final alongside absolute shit. For the mid. Ho- yeah, in like Andy Halliday. Yeah, exactly. He then gets relegated with us and still sticks around. He's one of the few people that is rightly deemed good enough to stay at the club and help rebuild it. First goal scorer in our championship winning campaign, if my memory serves me. Yes, my betting account definitely remembers it. (laughs) A key component to us, often, how many times over the last four or five years would you go, that was shite, we were terrible, we're we're fucked here, law next week, what's going to happen? And then you would always finish off with, Michael Smith was good. Like, 7 out of 10 yeah Mr Consistency for years we were like imagine if we could get another Michael Smith on the left and then we got Stephen Kingsley <laughs> like we literally did it and then obviously this season he signed his new extension he started the season so well again then he got his injury which 
he gave a really like sobering interview this past week where he was like he was at a trampoline park with his kid and he was sat on the bench watching his son like go mental on a trampoline he stood up and nearly collapsed and thought he was going to have to end his career because of the pain in his back his back not his back in terms of his physical back he is physically back into the team and there is genuinely there is nobody I want to see lift the cup more than him more than Nielsen more than Boyce more than Haring more than Gordon more than Halkett as a thanks for persisting with us it would be because then he would become a legend which yeah. he deserves. Yeah, he does. Like, he deserves he does. it so much. And I will be... I'm not being funny, right? We could win the cup. But if Smith doesn't get on, I will be raging. <laughs> <laughs> I will be absolutely livid. Because would he get a medal? Uh, I think he does if he's amongst the subs. But folk wouldn't remember him as part of it. And folk would be like, oh, well, does he really, does it, is he really part of that current team? Fuck off. Yes. If we win, it doesn't matter if Smith played no minutes in the final or played every minute in the final. He is a Scottish Cup winner with us. I know. I need it uh, to happen. I know, because you, you, would, like, you wouldn't argue. This is where this is where the whole like starting 11 and subs thing stupid. Would you take the Scottish Cup winner tag away from Gary Locke? Absolutely not. Yeah. Away from David Templeton? Probably not. Michael Smith, if he doesn't feature... Again, I wouldn't. If it, like he's played in previous rounds, that yep, that exactly. should go towards it. Yep, but definitely. That's that's the SFA and the, the Scottish Cup for you. I just, I need it for him. We should be funding his emotional support and therapy after what he's been through with this fucking club. Because it very much feels like one of us there. Like, we've all had to sit through it, and loads of folk have left. Yeah, he's not but even, he's still there. He's not even raised a Hearts fan, the poor bastard. Exactly. And now, we are officially the club he has played for most in his career. I, I was, I was going to say something there. Like, like at the last match against Rangers at Hamden, that dross that he was surrounded with, to go from that to hopefully this and ultimately us doing the deed on Saturday is is fairy tale stuff. I just I want it so badly. Obviously there's the story of like Gordon, who came through our academy, Hearts fan, won the cup in two thousand and six, left to have a glittering career that could have been so much better if it wasn't for horrific injuries is deemed not good enough at Celtic, comes back, wins Player of the Year in the league, wins, like, in-house, Players Player of the Year, Fans Player of the Year, is the captain, to then win it again. I get that that's a story. Also, Nielsen, joining an elite class of people to win the cup as both a player and a manager. I, I'm going to start greeting. Please don't. <laughs> if, if we do this on Saturday, I will be an, an emotional wreck. There's so many permutations, but I really like the almost human aspect of the Smith story, where he was just surrounded by shit for so many fucking years. Like, as you say, he had no reason to stick with us in terms of club loyalty or anything. But he did. And now we're here. He's featured in two cup finals where we didn't get the job done. And he could do it. I will just... I will be... If we win it and Smith is on the pitch, I'll be crying for him. Like, I just want him 
to hold it, but we're not going to win. Don't say that. Don't. Say I want that. a score prediction now. May nineteen ninety-eight, Hearts two, Rangers one. May twenty twenty-two, Hearts two, Rangers one. Goal scorers. Again, like, I, th- I feel like it's going to be somebody really unlikely. Be amazing if it's Sims again, and just and just a random. Should I just stick with Sims and Kingsley? Oh, a repeat, a complete I, repeat of the semi-final. I think I'm going to. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm going three 0 Rangers. Don't say that. In fairness, it's worked every time so far. Well, a Morelos hat trick. Well, Make sure he doesn't sure. feature. Do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. We're going to win. We're going to lose three 0 and Morelos is going to score a hat trick. So therefore, I'll see you all in the parade on Sunday. <laughs> but yeah, listen. And you can go up and give your abuse in person to McIver and say you exactly. were wrong. Exactly. I will welcome it. Welcome every part of it. But Meanwhile, yeah, you'll be crying looking at Michael Smith holding down a lot <laughs> on top yeah. of the bus. Exactly. I don't think... For us to win, they need to have a terrible game. We need to have a perfect game. And we need to get lucky. We could play a perfect game. They could play terrible. But you need if that, we don't you need get that lucky. bit of luck regardless. Yeah, that, if we don't get lucky, it. that's it. But again, like... Willie Collins the ref. We just... We don't know. We don't know. This somebody's getting fact. sent off. We know that. We know somebody's getting You're sent off. You're adamant somebody's getting sent off. Yeah, Willie Collins the ref. Somebody's getting sent off. Imagine if it's like, John Suter. Oh my goodness. Oh, they see, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. They'll yeah. be out to play. Or if it's Andy Halliday. Oh Exa- my. If it's one oh of the two, goodness. that'll be it. I don't know. I don't Crikey. know. What's Nick Walsh is the fourth official, so he'll have some fucking say in the game somehow. He'll enact VAR. It'll come out like a wrestling title. It'll just rise up and it turns out this is actually the first game. And Nick Walsh will be like, I'm in charge yet. <laughs> the lights at hand in a little yeah. bit go dark yeah. and exactly. he'll just emerge and wander out into the centre circle and they'll all just come on yeah bam there he is exactly <sighs> I don't know how the darkness would work considering it's at 3 o'clock on a Saturday in May oh, yeah, but... <laughs> but they'll find a way yeah they'll make a route right, to for be fair, it's Glasgow and it's been True. stunning through the west all week so <laughs> it's meant to be yeah. chucking it yeah guaranteed I saw other people say that it was like the last two cup finals we've been in and lost it was quite nice days but this day it's meant to be chucking it so why does it, why does everybody do this I, I've been convinced for as long as I've been alive that I've never seen Hibs win at Tynecastle when it's been nice weather <laughs> That is that is the sort of stupid shit that only a football fan can think of. Yeah. Um, I did see other people go the reverse and say, we've only won the cup in our lifetimes in nice weather. Jesus. Oh, so if it's raining, it does not... Oh, I said, blame us. Yeah, Again, like, like it's not a thing. It's, this, it's the same. Like I've, I've mentioned it previously about Scotland at the World Cup. The last time we were there was 98 after we'd won the Scottish against Rangers in the final. Oh, After no. Rangers had beat Celtic and Dundee United to get there, eh, Dundee, sorry, to get there. Oh, all this like, ugh, why? Do, oh, everybody kids on like they're a poet, and they just look for like all these romanticisms, and oh no. 
Right. Well, we've said everything we can possibly say ahead of Saturday. Oh, we don't know what's going to happen. We can just only hope that it goes well. The odds are go. very much the odds are very much stacked in our favour against us, but we'll just need to see. Do you have any final closing words before we do the outro? Get stuck in. Leave no regrets. Do us proud. Bring it home. I couldn't have said it better myself. We hope you have enjoyed listening to this preview of the Scottish Cup final. You can get us on all the social media at Perth to Paisley. You can also fire us an email, perthtopaisley at gmail.com. If you have enjoyed this and you're watching it on YouTube, please leave a like, subscribe and comment. It massively helps us. If you're just listening to this via the audio version, please leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. That massively helps us as well. Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? Uh, you can get lots of tear emojis come for the time on Saturday <laughs> at Adam T. Kent. Regardless, regardless of, of which way it goes. <laughs> what about yourself, mate? I am at dmckiver 22 We'll be back next week, probably depending on the result, earlier or later than usual, to discuss all the fallout. Early. We'll either address that or we'll be basking in happiness. Or you wait, actually, it'll be late because you wait here for us for five days as we don't come back to you. That's a great point. I I don't plan on going home for a week. Yeah, exactly. But whenever it happens, the next episode will be dissecting the Scottish Cup final that takes place this Saturday. But until then, we'll see you next time. Come on. Goodbye. Come on, us!